been a minute uh, because obviously we skipped last week. I had a lot going on and I didn't want to rush to put out just like a meaningless episode, but you're in for a treat because this episode is something I've been thinking about for a while and it's a message that I just really want to get out there. But um, anyway, we're in April now. I can't believe how fast this year is going. I feel like I say this every year. I'm sure we all do. Like each year that I you know, age another year, I'm like, why is every year just going by faster and faster? Like, it feels like it was just Christmas, but then again, it doesn't. I'm going to be honest, the start of this year was kind of hard for me because I think that I get like seasonal depression. I mean, I know I do. And I think like after Christmas and after like going home for the holidays and like all this fun stuff, not being at work for two weeks, you know, all this excitement, And then you get back in January and it's still kind of cold outside and there's all this pressure to make these goals for your year. And then it's all this reflecting of what you did on the last year. And I was trying to like, I had all these goals that I was trying to do. I was trying to make a, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it's been that long. I was trying to make a scrapbook for 2022 and I still haven't gotten to it. But I'm just thinking that I'm just going to create like a scrapbook box. I might not do it by year, but do it by like just my 20s, maybe like a my 20s scrapbook. That would be really cool, actually. Yeah, because that gives me more time to like, listen, the thing about myself that I've noticed is that I like deadlines, but I can't give myself too many projects at once. I mean, I always do. I always try to do so many things at one time. But then I get really guilty when I don't get something done or, you know, I like can't work on something within a period of time and the time comes around now, it's already April and it's like, oh, I didn't do this, this and this. But one of my New Year's resolutions for the year was to loosely, like a, like a loose schedule, like a fluid, like creating a rhythm for myself but not pressured schedule because I feel that when I don't feel stuck or pressured, I get more things done now sometimes when you have pressure you do get like certain things done like if you're gonna clean or if you're like hey I'm gonna give myself 30 minutes to do that like yes I love doing that kind of that kind of stuff I like giving myself deadlines and pressure like by the day like if I'm like okay today I'll make a list for the day okay I'm gonna get this done at the end of the day I like that but sometimes when I say okay I'm gonna get this done at the end of the month it's like no 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 I never do I never work on it which is why I like a daily schedule weekly schedule kind of like I don't know it's hard because I feel like I'm contradicting myself I like structure but I don't like to feel stuck or like I have to do something anyway so I feel like uh, why did what was guys I don't even know how I got on this topic oh right okay that I wanted to create a scrapbook so talking to you now on this podcast that I am going to make a my life in my 20s like that would actually be iconic can you imagine like a big scrapbook and I also am kind of okay I'm not like a hoarder by any means but I do like to keep like little sentimental things or things that might not be functional or like have value to someone else but like to me they mean something like I don't know I'm looking at these two uh lanyards that I have that are from my previous job when I like worked at the like one of the concerts or the shows and like this stuff is cool memorabilia that I would love to put in a scrapbook but I just need a place for them I need like a box I need to get a scrapbook box I can keep and then you know on my Sundays for like an hour oh that's actually really cute 
I'm trying to create, I've been trying to create a Sunday ritual because I get really bad Sunday scaries. Like ever since I was little, I got Sunday scaries and I am trying to first set a boundary that after around two o'clock, I hang out with anyone or like go do any sort of event after 2 p.m. because that's when my Sunday scaries start to set in. Like my ideal Sunday would be wake up at like 8 a.m. Yes, I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes you can sleep in, but 8 a.m. Sunday, go to the grocery store, the farmer's market, get my groceries, come back home, prep my overnight oats that I eat every morning. Okay, period. Uh, wash my fruits and vegetables, like prepare some things in my fridge, you know, get everything ready, clean my apartment, reset. Now, what time is it? It's about 11. Then maybe I work on my jewelry. So if you guys don't know, I do have a clothing line um, called Kiriakos, which is my last name. And I am releasing jewelry and I'm releasing jewelry April 8th. So I'm really excited. You can follow the Instagram at Kiriakos Global or the website Kiriakos and the O is a zero. Anyway, as I was saying, my perfect Sunday, it would be like doing a hobby or getting something done that is a little bit productive, maybe sewing something. I also am really trying to get into baking. So maybe I'm making a bread or like muffins or something of that zucchini bread, something like that. I'm baking. I would love to spend like two to three hours reading, honestly, like in my bed maybe or like on the couch outside. Like I just want to do something or maybe I go on a hike. But after like two, maybe 3 p.m., it's time to be home. It's time to drink some tea. Maybe that's why I do my reading. It's time to drink some tea. It's try. It's time to pack my gym bag for the next morning. And I just have to like reset on Sundays. It's like really hard for me to go out and do something like on an afternoon or a Sunday night. Like if you are my friend, never ask me to do something on a Sunday night. That is like my worst nightmare unless I don't have work on Monday. But something about a Sunday is just like, I don't know. It's like I really value time that is for me and time that I can control and I think it's a trigger for me or something when I can't spend a Sunday doing what I want to do because I don't know I just need that time to like it really to be for myself okay anyway let's get into this week's topic mean girls okay so I have had personal experience of dealing with mean girls as I'm sure a lot of us have had to deal with mean girls from, I mean, as early as maybe elementary school. I would say more like middle school. I don't really remember if people were mean. Oh yeah, they were. Oh yeah, wait, they were mean in elementary school. But specifically, I remember my first encounter with a mean girl-ish, bully-ish. I mean, I don't, I don't think that I, I wouldn't say that I was bullied. I I was not bullied uh, in middle school, but I did experience mean behavior and anxiety going to school and drama and all that stuff. And I think I first remember this in fourth grade. Now, I do actually remember a little bit of drama in elementary school, like a little bit, but I also had really bad anxiety in elementary school. Like when I was seven years old, I had the worst anxiety, but anyway, fourth grade I remember there was this girl and we were kind of like frenemies I think like we would hang out but she would just give me a lot of anxiety and she was just very 
she was very like she would she would just like over dramatize things and do these portrayals of just catastrophes happening to her like I don't even know if that was a good sentence but like she would like fall on the ground and like scream and cry and just be like super dramatic and make me feel like I was the one you know being mean to her or leaving her out or whatever and I remember actually I used to see the school therapist the school counselor and maybe she did too and the school counselor like helped us like I think we had to like have a meeting one time like it was a lot because we were like friends but don't even have a clue what the drama was about okay not even a clue but I remember being so upset to go to school and eventually I think me and her like drifted and became friends or whatever and then I started getting new friends and my new friends were great there wasn't really any more like mean girl behavior there was oh actually there was this one girl same thing kind of like frenemies I feel like we were maybe maybe we were both jealous of one another and because she was like the new girl I remember and I think we were kind of jealous of one another and she was pretty and the guys liked her and I just remember there being like some tension between us and but we still would like hang out and stuff but then I remember during like tumblr times I'm pretty sure like we would anonymously send messages to each other on tumblr and I feel like they were mean or something I'm having a slight memory of that I'm having slight memory of that then let's see oh high school oh yeah there were some fucking mean girls in high school some girls let me just tell y'all a story really quick so oh my gosh this is me really exposing myself but whatever it's it's funny it's iconic so in high school I think this was my sophomore year I'm literally laughing at anyone who's gonna listen to this that maybe went to high school with me or like in the same town as me but I think sophomore year it was like summertime and there was this boy who had went to a school in my area and I think he and some friends like came over, came to my house. I had a, I had a pool growing up and I think they came over like one day in the summer to swim and I thought he was really cute and I kind of had a crush on him, but I was aware of his ex-girlfriend. Like we, everyone kind of knew who dated each other and what was going on. You know, it was a small city ish. Like it was, we, we knew the high schools knew who was dating who Twitter was like a thing back then. Facebook relationships were a thing. Oh my God. Wait, that's so funny actually. And you would like put that you're single and people would like be like, Ooh, or like you're in a relationship. That was the soft launch back then when you would put that you're in a relationship. And then sometimes you could even put you're in a relationship with the person and like tag them. That's kind of like weird actually. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so there was this guy, right. And so I knew of his ex-girlfriend but I wasn't friends with her like in passing a little bit I did go to the same high school as her my freshman year of high school but she was a year older than me I didn't really like I don't know we weren't really like friends but friendly friendly and I'd see her at parties and whatever and but I don't have like girl code to her do you know what I mean like we weren't friends and like hello like boys and girls are just gonna like like each other in high school especially like you're just gonna date the same people like you know because it's like a small pool me and this guy basically like made out and we didn't do anything else we just made out and I think it was like a a couple times like at like a party or 
actually can't even remember like i'm trying to remember like where i even kissed him the first time that's so weird to me i need to start journaling because i used to think that i would never forget these things and now i'm like i can't even remember some details of high school no you guys like i'm gonna have to start writing down everything okay so the girl found out like the girl ex-girlfriend and they were all like do you guys know what subtweeting is wait subtweet is in the dictionary that's so weird it says it's an informal word but it says on twitter it's a post that refers to a particular individual without directly mentioning them typically as a form of a mockery or criticism so it's like when someone's talking about you but they don't say your name but you know it's about you okay well these girls decided this is an all-girls school hurt now let me just say like now there's no drama there's no beef okay but back then they all like tweeted about me saying all this shit like you better be glad you're not coming back to school here next year because I was going I was transferring to a different school for my sophomore year and being like okay this is like the the girl I don't know why I'm whispering but the ex-girlfriend like apparently I don't know I don't remember she tweeted this or she said this to someone but she literally said oh like how does my oh my god y'all I'm like cringing at this but she literally was like oh like how does my pussy taste like okay girl like that is so that's too much (laughs) she said that because I like made out with him and that's her ex-boyfriend whatever okay all I did was kiss the man they would just like went off on me and were being so mean I'm sure they said some other shit about me being a slut like all this stuff okay okay so that whatever that kind of went I think I didn't really talk to that guy for much longer I didn't really like him that much but anyway after that I was so anxious to like see these girls at parties and stuff uh but I guess I don't really remember I think like eventually me and the girl became friends and like now we're fine with each other and like if I see her we'll like say hey like it's all silly you know But then I remember that same summer, I was at a party. Oh, it was like a beach house. We're all staying at this beach house. And there was a guy, a different guy that I was friends with, but I always thought he was cute. Like I had a crush on him. We kissed that night. And the next morning, now I was, I, I couldn't remember if, I think I also was aware of his one of his exes but I wasn't like totally sure because I didn't know I didn't even really know him that well just like knew him in our friend group and the next morning I got a dm from I guess his ex-girlfriend saying oh like blank told me you guys kissed last night like did anything else happen like I'm you know you're that's super wrong of you and I think I don't know if she called me a slut too but she was really mean really disrespectful like first of all why why am i why is this why am i even in this business right now like if you're gonna get mad at anyone get mad at the man okay but also i'm pretty sure you guys are broken up anyway so i was like i think i probably apologized to her knowing my ass because i was like such a bigger people pleaser back then and i probably apologized and was like oh my gosh so sorry but like they weren't dating though i i don't think i'm trying to remember the scenario they weren't dating and whatever okay Anyway, those two girls separately, those two situations, they, they, those two girls like teamed up and then they were all tweeting about me saying all these things. And I felt so, um, it made me feel like I really did something wrong and yeah, it just wasn't fun and so glad all that's over, (laughs) but it kind of did stick with me a little bit. Like I was always kind of intimidated by those people now I'm not of course and then towards the end of high school I got a boyfriend and then like I really didn't give a fuck about them because 
they were also oh there was this other girl that had like been with my boyfriend at the time before me and she also didn't like me when I started dating him okay like oh gosh you guys it yeah just a lot of mean girl behavior uh not not fun and I know that there were some other girls too that were so mean to some of my friends twitter twitter was like the biggest of them all twitter they had like uh fake twitter accounts about like the tea that was happening in the city they were tweeting like really fucked up stuff about i mean 15 and 16 year olds like girls and boys like saying all kinds of things like oh blank sucked blanks you know in the bathroom at this gym or whatever like why are you guys talking about that i mean i guess back then it was like drama and tea and it was entertaining but now thinking about it like that's so exploitative honestly a a lot to deal with as a 16 year old (laughs) okay anyway i'm going to be referencing a few articles because while you know the topic of mean girls is pretty self-explanatory you can never go wrong with a little research and the more you know knowledge is power and i definitely learned some things while reading some of these articles so i will start with the fact that our culture is fascinated with the image of the mean girl i mean you have reality tv shows like the real housewives we know those are some mean girls in there okay um the hills you know publicly humiliating and spreading rumors about each other pitting friends against each other excluding people rejecting people and sometimes even engaging in physical aggression like bad girls club and while these on-screen antics may be a guilty pleasure for some most of us resent the mean girl's unwieldy power and long to see her fall from grace so then you can think of the movies like the heathers 16 candles and of course mean girls okay iconic movies all of them they all feature demise of the queen bee and the triumph of a downtrodden so we'll we're gonna call this mean girl syndrome so at the heart of the mean girl syndrome is a culture that perpetuates girls feelings of insecurity and insignificance so much that their desire for acceptance overrides their innate feelings of self-worth okay so this is important okay while it's easy to demonize mean girls in order to effectively address such a deep pervasive problem it's also important to try to understand what motivates their meanness. So, because I think in our head, like, especially me sometimes, I'm like, when people are mean, I'm like, fuck you, like, you suck, you know? And yes, sometimes people do suck, but I always try to play devil's advocate and I always feel like, what is the deeper issue here? Yes, even in today's age, even after high school, even after college and your adult life, there are still mean girls unfortunately i used to think that i I was like craving so bad when i was like in middle school to be older to not deal with drama but guess what there is still as much drama as there is in middle school honestly and you just have to pick your friends wisely and you know create meaningful friendships with people who don't act that way but you know you're always going to come in contact because it could be in your workplace. It could be in your workout class. Like there are just mean girls everywhere, honestly, and mean boys. Okay. We're not profiling here. It's still the men too out there, but yeah. So unfortunately that is a hard truth about adulthood. And sometimes actually I think that adults can be even worse because as a child or as a, even to as a teenager, 
your emotions aren't like fully developed and you're still kind of all over the place. You have hormones, your brain isn't as high functioning as maybe it will be when you're an adult or whatever. So it's like there's some sort of excuse for mean behavior. But then when you're an adult, it's like worse because it's like, what is your damn excuse? Like, but okay, we're going to get into it though, because I do think there is reasons behind why, why people act mean. So I actually asked you guys on my Instagram story, if you've ever had an experience with a mean girl. Uh, so let's see what you guys said. So 95% of you said, yes, you've dealt with a mean girl and only 5% of you said no. And then I asked, have you ever been the mean girl? So I had three options here. I said, yes, honestly, no, I try to be kind and kind of, but I'm trying to be better. So it's kind of tied between yes, honestly, and kind of, but I'm trying to be better at 25 and 28%. And then 47% did choose, no, I try to be kind. So let me just say for anyone who picked yes, honestly, I respect you. I respect that you can come forward and say you've been the mean girl before. And same for kind of, but I'm trying to be better. That's you're recognizing that sometimes you've had scenarios or maybe you have been the mean girl, but you're working on it. Okay. So then I asked if you guys could share some of your thoughts or your opinions on the topic of mean girls. So I'm just going to share a few and we will get into it. Someone said, always stems from insecurity. Secure people don't belittle others because they have nothing to gain. Period. Okay. Another person said, I think mean girl behavior stems from jealousy and or insecurity. Yep. Another person said, I think they're sometimes filled with so much shame that they hurt people sharing that pain. Mean girls are mean because they're unhappy with themselves. This is someone who clicked yes, honestly. Okay. So this is someone who I respect because I'm like, if you can recognize that you've been mean before and you know why you've been mean, that is cool to me. Like, There's nothing I respect more than a self-aware person who is accountable for the way they've behaved. I don't know if this is a hot take or not. Uh, So you might disagree with this. This is what I believe. I believe that someone can be... (laughs) Okay, let me... Someone I think could be like so narcissistic, so toxic, so they gaslight, they whatever. But let's say at the end of the day, they're like, you know what? I do all of these things. I am narcissistic. I gaslight people. I am manipulative and I'm, you know, I'm trying to work on it. Or maybe if they're not even trying to work on it, but the fact that someone can like come forth and say that about themselves and who they are and their character, I honestly respect that. I think what I dislike is when someone, now using narcissist is like a big word because a true narcissist will never admit they're a narcissist but if you have narcissistic tendencies whatever maybe you could be self-aware of that but it's when someone is a mean person or they gaslight they manipulate you and they feel as though you're the problem and they're they don't have the issue they're not doing anything wrong and it's like everyone else can see that babe you're the issue and them not looking internally that's what bothers me them not being self-aware and I know that it's a journey for everyone and I know that these people still deserve compassion and love in their lives okay but I just can't 
I can't deal with that behavior. Like it's, it's too much. Okay. Um, someone said, this is really interesting. Actually, their mothers are deeply insecure and passed it on to their daughters. We, that could be, she could be onto something here because if your mother is insecure, she may not raise you to be a confident woman. She may be jealous of you or find ways to pick you apart. And I think that that does spew an insecure daughter and hurt people hurt people. So I actually agree with this. Okay. And then someone else said, we need to teach our girls that we are each other's allies, not our competition. A thousand percent. I mean, you even have like this Haley and Selena drama going on right now that is just I mean, it's gone so far. Like, it's literally everywhere you look on TikTok. And I'm trying to, like, sometimes I just can't even watch them because it, it makes me feel. Do you guys know when, like, you're consuming too much social media or, like, gossip and drama and it makes you feel just kind of icky? And you're like, okay, like, this doesn't matter. Like, you know, and it, it is sad, too, that this is their lives, too. Like, we're not talking about just these figures that we're just seeing, like, these characters. Like, these are real people dealing with this. And it's really sad. Um, I'm not you know saying on a side or anything but it is kind of unfortunate that all of this drama is because of a man <laughs> and it's putting these two girls against each other and causing such hate and animosity and it's like uh the man is the one who started this and the man should be the one in my opinion to end it and to say hello I'm gonna stand up for my wife I'm also gonna respect this other person you know it's just okay anyway but yeah we need to as a woman we need to start loving other women too and lifting each other up okay uh and then we have someone said they're insecure and projecting yes and then someone said mean girls are jealous girls period okay she said period (laughs) um i agree i agree with all of these and i think it's actually interesting that some of the people who wrote in answered honestly and said that they have been the mean girl before which is what I'm saying is I think is so cool and I respect so much because if you can admit that you've been a mean girl or maybe if you still are a mean girl and you know that you you shouldn't be saying certain things to people or doing different behaviors to people if you can come forward and say you know I have been this way and I do feel bad about it and I'm trying to get better that is fucking cool and you have my respect period Okay, I I really can't stop saying period because it just feels so like fulfilling to say it because it's like, yes, like it's such a gratifying word. Anyway, so I I apologize if I keep saying it, but it just, it just gets that point across. Okay, so we're going to talk about mean behavior. So one study found that it's particularly important to be aware of mean behavior in girls because it tends to negatively impact girls more than it does to boys. Additionally, They discovered that girls who gossip, try to ruin relationships, and exclude others show very low levels of empathy and concern for others. This mean behavior may include tactics like backbiting, ostracizing, rumor spreading, and manipulation, which can cause serious psychological harm to their targets. The results often leave those targeted feeling bewildered and upset with no clear understanding of why they're being victimized. So there are a number of reasons why people engage in relational aggression, including everything from climbing the social ladder, I'm feeling some strong emotions right now, but it's hard because you can't see my face. Girls who use mean behavior tend to set high standards for themselves and others. This trend towards perfectionism can even lead to addictive behaviors and even eating disorders. 
So this is how to spot a mean girl. I'm sure you guys maybe are thinking some of some people in your life. So maybe you can check these off the list. Maybe this is someone in your life. Or maybe this is someone in your life from the past that you've dealt with. Or maybe this is something for you to spot out in the future to know that you do not want to be around this person. I keep saying not be around this person or not have this person in your life, but I will, I I have a redemption at the end of this episode that I will say, okay? So just take what I'm saying lightly and then let me elaborate at the end. Observe how a girl interacts with other girls and pay attention to signs that reveal how she feels about herself. Girls who are hard on themselves may have a tendency to be just as hard on other people. Mm. Okay, when it comes to mean behavior, Envy is often the root of the issue, whether it's clothes, looks, boyfriends. Girls who engage in mean behavior are often willing to go to great lengths to come out on top. This could include trying to ruin another person's credibility or even hurting the person they're envious of. Girls who struggle with envy and mean behaviors may spread rumors, boycott other girls events talk behind their back or even take steps to destroy their relationship overall girls who use mean behavior often struggle to acknowledge anything good about other people due to envy secondly mean girls are often overly concerned with appearance they may place a high priority on their clothing their makeup and even their weight likewise they may zero in on some other things pointing out everything from acne and weight gain to clothing choices and hairstyles in other people Mean girls may even withhold kindness and friendship from anyone who does not meet their physical standards. These behaviors are sometimes motivated by a sense of insecurity. They may fear, this is some fucked up shit, they may fear if the people they surround themselves with are less than perfect, people will realize they are less than perfect as well. (laughs) Okay, which makes sense into why a lot of mean girls are like in the popular crowd or people they deem as like popular and cool because you know they're trying to like really be that and even though the coolest people sometimes are like the ones that aren't popular so even though they might not act like it mean girls care a great deal of what others think of them they consider how everything looks to others from where they live to where they dress to what car they drive and who they date and if these things are less than the desirable they will find a way to cover them up mean girls have a strong desire to be popular and in charge their goal is to be at the top of the social ladder and they will sometimes do anything to get there including using other people it's also not uncommon for a mean girl to befriend someone based on the belief that the person can help them improve their status So this is what we would like to call a modern day clout chaser. I would say a lot of mean girls do try to make relationships with others who feel as though they will benefit their career or, you know, sometimes act fake to others, compliment them a lot, whatever, in order for them to, you know, become friends. Um, Additionally, if they perceive another girl as a threat to their status or popularity, they may use aggression or other mean behaviors in attempt to eliminate the threat that she poses. Another way to kind of tell is if they have trouble troubles with friendship. So if she's regularly in like drama with her friends, this might be something more than just like the normal conflict. Mean girls are often labeled frenemies by their peers because of their tendency to engage in hurtful behaviors. In fact, even people they claim to be friends with may even become their targets. Girls who regularly engage in mean behavior may cause others to wonder what they say when they're not around. 
I mean, haven't you guys ever been friends with someone who shit talks everyone you know? And it's like, obviously, when you're not around, they're shit talking you too. Like, you would be a little silly not to think that because it's like a pattern, you know? And it's their nature. That's what they know how to do. Okay. Um, mean girls usually have an exclusive group of friends that they do everything with. Once that group is established, it's rare that they invite others to be in part of their friend group or consequently their friend group may appear to outsiders like a clique because simply it is harder for other people to be accepted by the group. Many mean girls demonstrate controlling behaviors. In their relationships, they often emerge as the ones in charge. As a result, other girls will follow their lead because they are afraid of being forced out of the group or becoming a target. Some girls will do anything to maintain their status within the group, including becoming bullies themselves. To these girls, what others in the group think and say is a priority to them. They are especially concerned about the about what the leader says, and because these girls do not speak up, they are just as guilty of the mean behavior as the leader of the group. They allow fear of losing their status in the group dictate their actions. Now that we've gone down that list, you can kind of maybe identify if you've ever come in contact with this, or maybe, maybe you feel as though you have some of these tendencies, and maybe you are the mean girl. But it's okay. It's okay to be a mean girl. Um, you can get better. You can be self-aware. You can work on it. Don't really believe in cancel culture. I don't believe that someone should just be canceled or just not worthy of friendship and all that just because of their past behaviors or something they said or did. Uh, I think it's pretty difficult being a human and just different. I mean, people struggle with different emotional issues, mood disorders, other mental health issues. There's so many factors to us as people and you should never be hard on yourself and it's always people I do think that there always will be people I mean if you're lucky enough to be around people who have understanding and compassion for you to you know work on yourself but okay I will that's that's the last part of this this episode first now I'm going to talk about how you can deal with a mean girl so first of all you have to realize this is not about you you are not the one with the problem. She is or he is. So you have to stop blaming yourself for the mean behavior. Most likely her mean behavior comes from a place of insecurity. I think there's probably something amazing or unique about you that is making her feel scared or insecure and she may feel threatened by you or she's jealous of your success, your job, your boyfriend, Something like that. So the the key is to not take it to heart because it really doesn't have anything to do with you. If you're someone like me who is a more sensitive person, an empathetic soul, uh, you can attract these types of people because you are essentially an easier target for them because you are so kind and open and I don't know, you're trying to see the good in everyone. I get it, okay? Because I do the same thing. But I also think that it's not to be confused with being naive because one thing I am not is that and I always can see through people's behavior even if they don't think that I know. I'm just agreeing, agreeing, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But I I know, I know what's going on. And I'm more of a silent, a, I don't know the word, but I silently analyze to myself and I'm like a step ahead, a step ahead and I won't uh, allow 
I won't allow the behavior to be manipulated anyway. So also, you have to remain calm. You do not want to argue with a mean girl. Getting emotional, upset, or even angry will only make it worse because engaging only fuels the fire and often they will spew out even more hatred and cruel remarks. I know it's so hard. This is the hardest thing, but you must try to stand strong. Remain calm. Take a deep breath. I mean, I'm already getting triggered right now thinking about that. However, this does not mean you will stand for the mean behavior. Okay, this just means you're going to be calm and you can still respond, but you just have to be calm about it. If you allow, because if you allow her to get under your skin, she's going to feel more powerful and in control and likely keep targeting you because it's working. They want to get a reaction out of you. So you have to make sure you refuse to give her a reaction. Now, you can call her out. You know exactly what she's doing and you won't stand for it. There is t- like there is ways to c- confront people and to tell people your boundaries and to p- tell people your truth in a respectful way. If she continues, which she probably will, you know, continue to respond negatively, she might just deflect the responsibility at you and, you know, make it like you're the one being the mean one. I think the most important thing is that you are defending yourself and you really can't you really can't control how anyone else is going to react because their emotions aren't your responsibility. But it shows that you won't be willing to take this type of behavior anymore. And regardless of her response, uh, I think you really stick to yourself and what you said and calling her out for her behavior. And honestly, she may stop. Like she may, she may be taken back also that you're speaking up. Also, I think it is important, though, to pick your battles because sometimes there are things that aren't worth getting into it. Like, sometimes I can probably speak for a lot of you saying this, that it is important sometimes to just pick peace and have a peaceful scenario out of whatever little thing this person's doing to annoy you. Like, sometimes it's petty and stupid and you have to think about what you would rather spend more time on, like trying to call her out or... doing things that really matter sometimes things do matter like I said sometimes it is okay to like call her out for a big scenario or little things that lead up you know but I think it is important to be patient and live your life and not let this person interfere so I decided to go on reddit and look a little bit about what people said it felt like being friends with the bean girl. Reddit has some like amazing stuff if you don't already look at Reddit. Okay, someone said, constantly walking on eggshells. Anxiety when you talk to her because you never know what you're going to get. Two-faced. Nice when it was just the two of us, but awful when others were around. I, I knew all of her secrets though and had empathy for the reasons behind it. Horrible. I felt like I was walking on eggshells around her. I couldn't be myself with her. I used to join in when my friends were being mean to this nerdy girl, calling her fat and stuff. Now I hate myself for doing that. I was too immature to realize it was hurtful and stand up to the friend. She used to make herself feel better, pretended she cared about me, used me to get close to my male friends, then dumped me like a sack of shit as soon as she got what she wanted. Borderline abusive. It was constant manipulation, a lot of side choosing. I had to apologize a lot things that weren't my fault but her home life really sucked and I was there for her regardless we did have our good times though but I eventually had to cut her out of my life when I started to settle down and have a family 
that was 10 years ago and she has never grown up since then damn it's fun at first you feel special because they've chosen you as one of their friends but there isn't a whole lot of room to grow in the friendship and something i wasn't able to see was how little i was actually i actually meant to her all along you begin to realize that all the mean things she says about other people she's saying about you too all the things you've shared with her she takes those secrets and shares them with others and the moment you are no longer fun enough or establish boundaries it's over okay i'm gonna read one more horrible anxiety inducing she'd suddenly decide she wasn't speaking to a specific person no reason was ever given she just seemed to pick whoever would be the most upset by it she'd make a show of excluding that person and everyone else was too scared of being the target to do anything about it she then decided she was going to start speaking to you again but if you asked about it she'd put on the airs of being the bigger person and say oh it doesn't matter now it's in the past sweetie it was a constant walking on eggshells and being gaslighted damn that is oof, that is just that is so exhausting that's another thing is being friends with a mean girl that is a whole other thing okay anyway all that aside i'm sure we could say that we've all dealt with the mean girl and i think that what do i think about this <laughs> i am really compassionate and have more respect for those who do have these behaviors but eventually a either were aware of them the whole time like being self-aware trying to get better or b they knew that in the past they'd hurt people and then maybe they started doing the work on themselves or maybe going to therapy or you know being more self-aware being more compassionate towards others blah 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 and realizing that they actually caused a lot of harm in others lives i think that everyone is deserving of love and of understanding for example, if you're bipolar or if you have borderline personality disorder, these are heavily stigmatized in society as being unfixable or unlovable or toxic, crazy, whatever. And like, that's, that's not so great to hear if you are someone that has one of the, one of these disorders. Like, it's kind of like sort of similar to cancel culture. Like, kind of what it seems like like oh these people are untreatable like well like okay that's not fair that's not okay to say i think that there are systems out there i'm not a psychologist i'm not a therapist but i'm sure there's got to be programs out there and i'm sure it does require a lot of work for people with these disorders to get better and to manage their life on the day-to-day -day. but i don't think that they're unfixable or we should just write them off and you know maybe some people disagree with that i feel like i've talked to other people about people who have borderline personality or who are narcissists and some people do just think oh like i don't i don't want to be around this type of people or like i don't care for this type of people and like yeah i like same but like although i don't want to surround myself with unhealthy people or people who are in the act of their disorder in a very unhealthy way uh, i feel like my wording <laughs> i don't know about my wording there but just someone who's not working like not doing the treatment or the therapy and all that like that is someone who 
needs to want it for themselves. I think the moral of the story of Mean Girls is that seems like they internally have some issues within themselves and it's not your at the same time it's not really your responsibility to make them better they have to want that for themselves this kind of is similar to the bad boy episode like they have to be self-aware enough and they have to love themselves enough and do the work to be good great people in the world and to be good partners and good friends and good mothers and good fathers they have to really internally love themselves so I think you could probably encourage you know a mean person to look within but it's also like I said not not your responsibility I'm not discrediting that they aren't worthy of all the things that maybe a non-mean person is worthy of and I also am going to play one snippet of a TikTok that I wanted to share really quick. I cannot stop thinking about how embarrassing it is to be a mean girl, a bully, a hater. Like this day and age, you're basically announcing to the world that you do not like yourself, that you do not feel at peace with yourself. Um, Because again, I mentioned this in an earlier video, but anyone who has a lot going on for them, who's successful, who's happy, you're not doing that type of stuff. You're worried about what you have going on and how you can continue to move forward and keep with that trajectory. So I used to deal with this a lot in college. I found out through a really good friend that this group of girls who I thought some of were my friends um, would send every single one of my Instagram posts to each other and just ream me like 15 girls in this one Instagram group chat. Um, And it was so hurtful at the time. It made me so paranoid. Um, And now I think of them as like my first fan club. Period, period. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. I do not have a lot of curious thoughts this week. I don't know if I was distracted, but I didn't write anything down. So we're not going to do a curious topic this week. But... Thank you guys so much for listening and stay strong in there. Stand your ground, remain calm, put up your boundaries and don't let these mean girls bother you. Okay. Love you all. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.